It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every From the day. studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode, we will break down the Sam Presti press conference. Actually, this will be part one of two days, maybe three days of breaking down Sam Presti's press conference. I will tell you what my impressions of Sam Presti's performance was. I will also tell you what to read and what not to read into certain answers. We'll talk about Billy Donovan's future. There was an interesting comment made today on our show by Bill Haston of the Tulsa World about Billy Donovan's future. We'll jump into that today. We'll give you an update on Andre Robertson's status. So sit back, relax, or strap yourself in and get ready to go. However you want to enjoy it. Maybe you want to grab a drink. It's time for the Locked on Thunder podcast. Real quick, I want to introduce myself. My name's Eric G. I am Pat Jones co-host on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am also the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. You can find us on the web at basketballmaven.io slash thunder, and you can follow along on Twitter at maventhundersi, also at Locked on Thunder, and today's podcast brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your French trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. For the first time since Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Jeremy Grant were traded by the Oklahoma City Thunder to Western Conference foes or other Western Conference foes, Sam Presti finally sat down and met with the media. And in a nutshell, I thought Sam Presti was more evasive today than at any point during his tenure as the Oklahoma City Thunder GM. Now, one thing Sam Presti is known for is not really answering questions, giving you a lot of words, being very long-winded, and then telling you absolutely nothing, so you sort of have to make up your mind about what he said. I will still hold that in his exit interview, he was about as forthright as we have ever heard him. But today, it really felt like Sam Presti wanted to sidestep some of the biggest issues concerning the Oklahoma City Thunder, mainly on Billy Donovan's future, which, by the way, that question never asked today at all by the media. Nobody asked Sam Presti not one single question about whether or not he was in negotiations with Billy Donovan for a long-term extension, and I have said plenty of times on this podcast, on video columns, on our show on 97.1 The Sports Animal, the Thunder right now don't have stability, and if they want stability, it needs to start with Billy Donovan, either you giving him a long-term contract or you telling Billy Donovan to hit the bricks and bring somebody else in and giving them a long-term deal 
So they have the job of molding a new team, and we're still up in the air on that. We're not really up in the air, though, on what Sam Presti thought about the Paul George trade and whether or not it was actually, um, for lack of a better term, term, a mutual agreement between Paul George and the Oklahoma City Thunder because those were Paul George's words, and they certainly were not Sam Presti's words when he was asked that question today. Well, <clears throat> let me let me let me first start off by saying, um, you know, I think the world of PG. I think everybody knows that. Um, uh, the I know that he had he had he had used the term mutual. Um, I. I you know, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that because that would infer that we we were wanting to to trade Paul George, which I think most people would agree that that probably wasn't on, on the top of our off season priority list. Um, but I would say that it was not adversarial at all, uh, and I also uh, fully respect um, the way that it was handled um, and the fact that we were able to make it work in a way that benefited the franchise. Um, you know, made it something that we could, that, that we could do. Um, but, uh, you know, and I would also say that, you know, we were excited about heading into the season, you know, with some of the additions that we made. Um, but uh, shortly after free agency began, things changed a little bit, you know. Um, the players have the freedom to be able to, to talk and recruit, and there's nothing limiting that. And that um, that obviously changed the changed the game for us. But I feel really good about the fact that we were able to make it work for everybody and figure out a solution. Because um, you know, based on just looking down the runway, we were probably going to be faced with that scenario. Um, you know, probably after the following season, he would have had one year left on his contract at that point in time. Um, and um, although we may have had more time to plan, I, I don't think we were going to be in a excuse me, to be in a position to be able to recoup the value that we were able to in that particular situation. What I can't buy and never will buy about this entire situation and how it all played out is that it completely caught Sam Presti by surprise. Because later in his press conference, even though it was an answer about Russell Westbrook and what Russell was thinking after Paul George got traded and whether or not there had been talks with his agent, Presty did say that there's always talks between agents and players. And I just have to think that Kawhi Leonard didn't pick up his smartphone one day and start going down the list of all the names that he had in it and said, okay, well, I want to play alongside Kevin Durant, so I'll call him. Can't get him? Well, I'll call Paul George next, and I'll work a deal with the Clippers. I have to think that this is something that these two guys had talked about at absolute latest by the all-star break or shot text back and forth or at least had pondered the situation. And to some extent, I had to think it I have to think that it got back to Sam Presti and Thunder ownership. And I wanna at least believe that Sam Presti was crafty enough to get the haul that he did for Paul George. By knowing that this was coming and then figuring out the best way to play Toronto against the Los Angeles Clippers. But ultimately, the NBA owners and the GMs have no balls. They have absolutely no leverage when it comes to players, especially when you're in the small market. And Dean Blevins of Channel 9 in Oklahoma City did ask Sam Presti if he considered 
denying the trade to Paul George, and here was Presti's answer. Denying the did you consider denying the trade request from Paul? Well, I mean, the the reason that we were able to to, to, to find a way to do it was because of what we were able to get back. You know, I, I wouldn't say that we were going to um, appease the request simply because it was made, but more than anything, it was because of the fact that we were able to get the return that we did, which then allowed us to, to accommodate, you know, what he was looking for as well. Um, so, yeah, no, it wasn't a necessarily a, 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 a permission. It was how can we make this work for everyone? And the reality is, is we've seen these situations in other cities. And, um, you know, I, I just don't think, you know, for us, we can take that risk given the lengths that we had gone to to, um, um, you know, uh, to try to keep this, the run that we've started in 2008 together. Um, you know, one more year without without everybody being totally, in, you know, on board, knowing that we could be faced with the exact same situation. From a business perspective, from a practical perspective, it would be irresponsible not to not to look at that opportunity. And um, uh, and, it, and it worked out. He, uh, the, I think, one of the things the most happy about is we were able to accomplish our goals. Um, Paul was able to accomplish what it is that he was looking to try to achieve, um, and um, there's no adversarial or animosity between parties at all. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't trade Paul George, he's going to be a petulant child. We already saw that with Anthony Davis. You can't force a guy to play, and even if you could, if he goes out on the court, he's not going to play hard because he doesn't want to be a part of your organization, and then it doesn't work out for anybody involved. And when you have a guy that ultimately shows publicly that he doesn't want to be anywhere, then you lose leverage. So small markets are going to have to continue to do what both New Orleans and Oklahoma City did for the foreseeable future. Unless you just completely wipe out free agency in the NBA, this is the game that's going to be played. And when you're Adam Silver, you don't mind it because it puts you at the top of the news cycle, especially now with NBA or excuse me, NFL training camps started. That's NFL training camps are starting right now. And that is usually the number one thing in the news cycle for ESPN. Well, this sort of bumps you off because ultimately what sells in the NBA, it's drama. That's the biggest thing that, that makes the NBA go around is the drama of what's going on, not what's going on on the court. And when you think about what we talk about and what is talked about on the, on the jump and other shows on ESPN, it's stuff like this. It's not exactly how somebody is playing in pick-and-roll offense or why somebody can't guard a particular player. It's the drama that makes things happen in the NBA and ultimately drives the dollar. Uh, another thing that was asked about Paul George, um, he said, ultimately, time was up. So we're back to this, where Paul George essentially said the Thunder could not give him what he wanted. And here was Sam Presti's response to Paul George saying that, hey, man, it just ain't working out. Um I mean, I would. I love PG, and like, I would never um, tell him or or necessarily. I don't know the context of how it was, that was said. To be honest with you, um, but yeah, I mean, I think at some point, um, you know, the the opportunity for him to play with Kawhi, uh, at least this is what was expressed to me. I can't um, um, opportunity to play with Kawhi, um, opportunity to go back to LA, um, were the things that. Um, were the biggest, you know, factor in this for him, um, and we understand that, and we were able to make the most of the situation. Um, as I said before, 
Um, you know, I thought that, you know, coming into this season, we probably had another year to really try to, um, uh, you know, have a, a really good year and, and, and um, add on to kind of the, the, I guess it was 9 out of 10, maybe 10 out of 11 years getting the postseason and hopefully be good enough to, to move past the first round, um, especially with Dre coming back. But I also feel like the way that we were able to pivot has given us the opportunity to have a, a, a much brighter future going forward and still have a team coming back this season that we feel good about. I made this I made this this statement a couple of days ago on one of my video columns on Thunder Maven. Essentially players now Paul George falls into another category. I mean the guy was pretty the guy was an MVP candidate this year and may have very well won the award has both his shoulders not gotten hurt. But when you look at Kevin Durant and you think about him leaving Oklahoma City, uh, Kevin, did you forget that fourth quarter of Game 6 of the 2016 Finals while Klay Thompson was going off, you were only hitting one shot? Players refuse to take responsibility for their actions anymore in the NBA. And of all the things that upsets me about this whole situation, it's that players want to blame management and coaching for their failures not themselves. And while Paul George gave his all to the Thunder, he looked around and realized that contract-wise, Russell Westbrook had hampered this team. They weren't going to be able to bring anybody in free agent-wise, so he made his move. And that's when you are Paul George, and you've got to talk to Russell Westbrook when you're getting traded here, and you're asking him if he's going to be around for a long time. That's when you guys have got to work on making sure that the money is right for the organization, not just for yourself. But it seems like the only place people are willing to do that, at least in a small market, is San Antonio. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, Sam Presti is preparing you for the absolute worst case scenario. We'll talk about that here on Locked on Thunder. We'd also like to thank the good folks at Untuck It for sponsoring this podcast. Just go to untuckit.com, check out their shirts. They make great gift ideas for birthdays, for anniversaries, for any occasion, and they look fantastic. Don't be like me and grab a button-up shirt and wear it untucked. No, these are made specifically to untuck. And they're very stylish. Plus, if you use the promo code NBA, they'll give you a discount on your first purchase. It's untuckit.com, sponsoring the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are coming to you from the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are breaking down the Sam Presti press conference. And um, tomorrow, when we talk about this, 
Uh, there was an answer that Sam Presti gave today, which really caught me off guard. I am not going to tell you what it is. We'll play that for you tomorrow on the Locked on Thunder podcast. So just a little tease as we get you ready for the weekend. But Sam Presti, if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, is doing what he can to prepare you for the absolute worst case scenario. And in a piece that we actually posted on Thunder Maven, which you can find on Thunder Maven, that's basketballmaven.io slash thunder, and and on Twitter at ThunderMavenSI, he wrote an opinion piece for the Oklahoma, essentially saying that the Thunder is going to suck for the foreseeable future. Now, he didn't come out and use that exact words. He just said, you may not see a team in Oklahoma City that you're used to seeing, and they're not rebuilding, they're replenishing. Just a lot of ways to skirt around the idea that, hey, we still need you to buy tickets while this organization gets back on his feet. And as I've said before, I'm actually okay with this. I'm okay with Sam Presti using this tactic, and I'm all right getting on fans for not buying tickets because, unfortunately, with Oklahoma City being the second smallest market in the NBA, you still have to go out and support a team while it's bad. The other reason I don't I don't mind getting on fans for not buying tickets is that I do trust Sam Presti to actually do what he can to put a really competitive team on the floor. Now, what results that brings, that remains to be seen. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be scrutinized when, in fact, guys that he signs or guys that he trades for don't exactly come through. But Brett Dawson asked him about that piece today and the disadvantages of small markets in today's NBA. So in the piece that you wrote today uh, for the Oklahoma, you said that given the, the the way the league system is designed, small market teams are at a disadvantage. Can, can you elaborate on, on what you mean by the, the, the way the league system is set up? You know, the, the, the point in that um, aspect of the, um, of, of the, of the letter um, is, is more to say this, that yes, I think it would be silly for everybody to pretend that all these things are, you know, are, are, are not, um, ex- not um, noticeable to everybody. I think everyone realizes that. But the, what I'm really trying to say is that that doesn't mean you can't have extraordinary success. Um, and I think you can just look at a lot of the different teams in the in the league and and, and the fact that they that they have. But I think the way in which you go about that, I think, is important. And I think you have to be able to run your own race and figure things out. And I think that's what makes the league great. Um, and I think we've been able to do that, um, and so have several other, a lot of other teams. Um, so I, it's not so much that it's um, a limitation as much as it is an opportunity for us to figure out, okay, how do we create um, the best opportunity for this franchise to have as long a run as possible and not be in a situation where um, we don't have a path forward, which truthfully, if we were um, getting to the end of next season, um, and um, I, th- I thought we were personally, I was excited about the year, especially with some of the additions we made. Um, but, you know, we could have been faced with, you know, looking at this, especially from a financial s- standpoint, um, you know, and how, you know, how much longer are we going to be able to sustain that payroll um, with those types of contracts on the books going forward? Um, you know, we, we might be looking at the same exact situation, but without the opportunity to proactively kind of generate this path or these dual paths that we've that we've tried to create out of the you know uh 
out of the situation in July. One of the things that we will get into tomorrow about the whole Sam Presti situation is how is Sam Presti going to react if this thing can't get turned around in a short amount of time? How is Clay Bennett going to react if it can't get turned around in a short amount of time? And I think it is worth asking, knowing that the Thunder are always going to be limited on their budget and maybe Clay Bennett, after going into the tax a few times, might not want to go there. Is that something that ultimately turns Sam Presti off? We're definitely getting in that tomorrow, so think about that as we go forward. Now, our Gold Star Media Award today goes to goes to Dean Blevins because, as far as I'm concerned, he asked the most poignant questions that were um, that were asked at that press conference, and one of them was, "What is the future of CP3, and how long can we expect him here in Oklahoma City?" You know, I you know honestly, Dean, like. <clears throat> I can't give you a forecast on how many years um, or anything like that, especially after we've some of the, this transition we're going through right now. Um, but I would say that um, we're excited about having him here. He's excited about the opportunity here. And um, I think he has an opportunity to really impact the team in a positive way. What happens two or three years from now, again, I hate to keep coming back to this, but like what used to be five years in the NBA has become like five months in the NBA or two years in the NBA. I mean, predicting anything beyond, you know, two hours in the NBA and what it's kind of become and evolved to, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that I think he's going to have a really good year for us, and I think that he's excited about the opportunity to um, have an impact on the team. Translation, we want to trade the guy. We don't have anyone that's willing to give us what we want for him yet. So we're going to make the best out of this situation and put CP3 in a position where he can help Shea Gilgis Alexander get better. That's it. That's exactly what Sam Presti just told you. And look, a a trade for CP3 could happen here anytime in the next few hours. For all we know, and with the way things have gone with the Oklahoma City Thunder, would you be surprised by that? I am not rushing out to buy my CP3 City Edition jersey just yet. Um, But if the guy hangs around long enough, I may have to just go invest in one because I think it'd be kind of cool to have. It'd be a nice keepsake. But no, ultimately what what Sam Presley's telling you, yes, we want to trade him. We just need the right deal. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G., We are going to close it out on a high note. Coming up next, we have an update on Andre Robertson and how soon you can expect to see him on the floor. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, being brought to you in part by Grip6 Belt. It's grip6.com. That's grip6.com. Grip6 Belts. No holes, no flat. And the buckles fit right up against your waist. It's grip the number six.com. Use the promo code LOCKE and get a discount on your first purchase. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're finishing things up today on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with your team every day. As I told you in the uh, first segment, one of the big problems that I have with the press conference today is nobody asked if Billy Donovan and Sam Presti were working on an extension, and why would you keep Billy Donovan on with only having one year left on his contract when he's being named for co- or his name is being mentioned for college jobs? That wasn't asked, but Eric Horn from the Oklahoman did ask if Billy Donovan's job gets a little easier because now you are in rebuild mode and you do have young players versus having to deal with veterans. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I, would, I would say that just the job of the NBA coach, if just by mere f- fact of what you've seen over the, the last several years, um, I mean, every team is, is, is dealing with constant change. It's become almost, I think, to not have a lot of um, change or disruption um, from the you know, player movement perspective would be more the exception you know, to not have that. <clears throat> so I think that's a challenge every team is, is facing. Um, and at the same time, it's also opportunity, you know. So um, do I think his job gets easier? I mean, I think it's an incredibly hard job, <laughs> no matter what. I mean, that, that job for any uh, coach in the NBA, that's a, it's, being a head coach is a tough job. Um, but I think there, there's different aspects of that, you know. I mean, there's different – every year presents different challenges, presents different opportunities, and I think he's equipped to handle um, really all of them. Sam, Should fans expect to see uh, Chris Paul here for a long period of time, till December, till uh, uh, end of the season? You know, I, you know honestly, Dean, like, <clears throat> I can't give you a forecast on how many years um, or anything like that, especially after we've – some of the, this transition we're going through right now. Um, but I would say that um, we're excited about having him here. He's excited about the opportunity here. And um, I think he has an opportunity to really impact the team in a positive way. What happens two or three years from now, again, I hate to keep coming back to this, but like what used to be five years in the NBA has become like five months in the NBA or two years in the NBA. I mean, Predicting anything beyond, you know, two hours in the NBA and what it's kind of become and evolved to, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that I think he's going to have a really good year for us, and I think that he's excited about the opportunity to um, have an impact on the team. I think Billy Donovan is actually the perfect coach for this team. Being a guy that came straight out of college, he's used to getting players and recruiting them and molding them and turning them into NBA players. This would be, I think Billy Donovan is the perfect guy for this job. So if there ever was a time to hire Billy Donovan or extend him, it's now. And I'd like to see Sam Presti pull the trigger on that. I'm tired of sitting around and waiting for this. Um, Real quick, also in tomorrow's podcast, we'll discuss the idea of trading CP3 to the Timberwolves for for, uh, for Andrew Wiggins, and I'll tell you why I like that trade, and it has a lot to do with Billy Donovan. I know I'm previewing a lot of tomorrow's show, but we wrap things up on a high note as Brett Dawson asks about Andre Robertson, who's chomping at the bit to get back on the floor. Times uh, Today, do you have any, any further sense of 
maybe his availability at the start at camp or what time he, it was. You know, he should be on track for the for the start of the season. Like I said, I think I said the last time we were together. Um, I'm really excited for him. Um, I think he's. Um, uh, I mean, obviously he's chomping at the bit to get back on the court. He's such a big part of uh, of winning, in my opinion, because he does all the stuff that doesn't show up, uh, you know, in the box score, uh, except for the opponent's score. <laughs> um, but he doesn't get attributed for that. Um, but he's he's uh, you know I'm excited for him. He looks good. Uh, we've taken a very conservative approach with him, and uh, we want him to, to to start the season in a good position. And uh, I think he's on pace to do that. If there's anything good that comes out of this particular season with the Oklahoma City Thunder, for me, it will be the reemergence of Andre Robertson. There isn't a guy in the organization that, that, at least right now, is as easy to root for as Andre Robertson is. And to watch what he has gone through the last couple of years with this devastating knee injury, the surgery, the setbacks, and not being able to play, being isolated from the team and talking about that, to see him get back, even if the Thunder are terrible this year, will at least be something worth cheering about. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will see you again tomorrow for the weekend episode. And until then, may God bless you and your family. What? What? You want me to preview it? Okay, we'll talk about trading Chris Paul to the Timberwolves. We'll talk about Billy Donovan's future a little bit more in depth, and we'll even go into Sam Presti's future. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Now, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.